the biggest failure of business right now is that people get discouraged six months in, a year in, three years in, and they want to throw in the towel. Whereas there's always someone out there. If you're willing to show that you have the initiative and that you have the drive, someone's always going to help you. Hello and welcome to the Small Business School. My name is Craig Staley, 20-year retail veteran, e-commerce practitioner, and entrepreneur. Each week, I will interview a new small business owner that we can learn from to take our businesses to the next level. Now, let's go. My guest today is Krista Garrett, owner of Garrett Music Academy. Garrett Music Academy is based in Owings, Maryland, but they're set up to do virtual music lessons around the world. One of my favorite things about hosting this podcast is listening to each guest's story. Krista's story is one of adversity and ultimately perseverance. She had three major things happen to her and her business that could have easily been the end of her business, but she persevered and the business is thriving. So, Without further delay, Krista Garrett. All right, I'd like to welcome my next guest. She is Krista Garrett, owner and operator of Garrett Music Academy. How are you, Krista? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. When we started talking about having an interview together, all of a sudden it popped in my brain. I hadn't thought about it forever. Garrett, Mrs. Garrett was the last name of my original piano teacher, probably, I don't know, second or third grade, but all of a sudden the memory started flooding back. Yes, I get that a lot. And usually, sometimes it's mixed. Sometimes it's good memories and not so good memories. I didn't stick with piano. I went on to different instruments, but it was still good memories. So that's good. Can you give us a little bit of your background? Sure. I am a graduate of the Suitland Performing Arts High School, went to college at the University of Maryland and have my bachelor's of science in psychology from there. I have my master's in developmental psychology from Johns Hopkins University. And I've been the owner. I've actually been with the academy since 2007, and I took over full ownership in 2016. Awesome. What an impressive background. Give us a little bit of background on the business. What motivated you to buy the business and and, uh, take it over? My husband started the business in 2004 before we met. And we got married in 2007. And I started working at the business on the finance side, on the business side, Mm -hmm. just keeping, keeping track of the books and keeping the schedules going. In 2013, he developed a really bad opioid addiction. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So 2014, it gone into heroin. He actually ended up leaving the business in 2014 to get help. And so I took it over. And then by 2016, he realized he was just burned out. He had gotten his degree Mm -hmm. in theology. And at that point, I took it over full time and he signed over ownership to me in, in 16. So I noticed that you have traditional brick and mortar music school as well as a, a virtual online music school. Talk about how you've transitioned kind of into that virtual teaching environment. It's very interesting because what, what we initially started with as far as transitioning online to where we are now are totally different as far as how we had to transition with COVID. We started looking at a online model back in 2017. 
And the reason why we started doing that is that we started to see things popping up on YouTube and, and some of it was accurate and some of it wasn't. And we were having to, you know, we were wanting to put something out there that could be mm-hmm. more one-on-one and actually be in real time. So people weren't just doing tutorials, they were doing actual online lessons. And then we found that a lot of, because we're between four different military bases in our area, we found that a lot of people, as they were getting stationed out with their orders, that if we were to offer online lessons, the children and the adults that were transferring out could continue with our teachers. Oh, that makes sense. And so we found some success with that and then with a few of our teachers. And then when we got shut down for COVID, we ended up being able to, within three days, because we had everything already in place, we were able to pivot everybody online. That was nice. Yeah. 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 So we were prepared. We just didn't know we were prepared until we had to be. So, uh-huh. so have you yeah. started to, have you continued to grow that virtual teaching environment now that we've been in the COVID pandemic here for a few months? Yes. Actually, we've hired several more teachers and added on to our, our, we started off with 14 teachers. We're now close to 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we are seeing a lot more transition online, but as we open up and as our state has opened up, we do have people coming back for some in-person lessons. So I have a feeling we're going to be, if I were to give give an estimate, we'll be more of a hybrid model where we'll have mm-hmm. probably 75% of our lessons online and then 25% in person. Before the pandemic, were you getting a lot of new customers that started off virtually or was it mainly those that transitioned out of a military base and wanted to keep learning with your academy? With the virtual, primarily, it was either marching band students or AP or IB students Mm -hmm. that didn't have the time to come in person. Sure. Or they had something with musical theater and they didn't, with rehearsals, they couldn't make it in physically or military. We've seen because of the COVID, everybody that at that point jumped online. Um, Mm -hmm. They were slow to start because people were a little nervous about the idea of taking music lessons they were used to doing one-on-one face-to-face, they didn't realize that it was just as productive, if not more so, taking online lessons because there's so much more that goes into preparing for a one-on-one online lesson than it was before when we were doing them in person. So you always have to be able to anticipate where your student is. And if they're having some issues in a particular concept, you have to be prepared to shift gears um, and have all the material ready so that if you have to revisit a concept or give more instruction on a certain concept, that you have everything ready to go. So you mentioned band and a few different things. What age groups and instruments do you guys teach at the academy? We start at age five, and we have students that start as young as five. We have students that are in their 80s, and we do all instruments, including voice. So if you can imagine the instrument, we have a teacher that teaches it. Wow, that's impressive. So it's not just piano lessons. No, No. at any given day, we've got one room where you've got saxophone coming out of it, another room, the cello and and violin. We've got voice coming out of another room. We've got drums in our in our studio downstairs, bass, guitar, banjo, you name it. it. You could have all these swarms of sound coming from any part of the building at any given time. Interesting. Can you tell the audience how you've used music to help people with different learning abilities or mental health concerns? Absolutely. Okay. So when we, when I came on board in 2007, my husband started bringing in students that were on the autism spectrum and being a textbook person, the first experience I had was with a young man who had come in for a trial to figure out what instrument would be best for him. 
And being a textbook person, I automatically thought, okay, the only thing that's going to work for this kid is piano because the pitch is not going to be too high. Resonance is not going to be too overwhelming. And my husband said, no, we're going to take him downstairs and put him in in the drums. And of course me, I'm going, oh, <laughs> meltdown city coming. Yeah. Um, this, this is not going to go well. So I stood upstairs and was literally just having a nervous breakdown. And he was confident, went downstairs. And this young man sat down and on the stool and started hitting each one of the drums. And the smile that broke out on his face was amazing. And it was almost like someone had put a weighted blanket around him. You felt mm-hmm. his whole body relax. And he just went to it. And every student that we had going forward, that was the first instrument we would put an autistic student or ADHD or ADD on was the drums. And you'd be amazed at how successful that instrument was for those particular students. And we had some that went on to play in big bands that toured, that went on to get degrees in music. And they were all drummers. They were in the drum line. It just, Mm. all these things that you would not have expected because of of the resonance and the sound and the vibration would be an issue. It wasn't, it was very comforting because they could feel it in their chest. They could feel it in their body and it just relaxed them. And then I found with the more that I worked with piano, because I have, I have a background in piano and voice. So when I started teaching piano and voice, I found that with my students, particularly my older students that have had some type of a brain injury, whether it's a stroke, whether they've had, they have the onset of dementia, whether it's Mm. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, I have found that just doing movement, doing scale work, or doing some type of simple finger exercises like Mm -hmm. Hannon, that helps promote memory, but it also helps them maintain their gross and fine motor skills. And what I found interesting is that even, even with a stroke, the onset of dementia is 100% with a stroke. Mm. What we have found with music is that you can off-put the onset of dementia and other memory disorders as far back as possible, as long as they remain active in some form of a activity that involves memory and muscle movement. So I've had clients that have come in that have had strokes or traumatic brain injury, and we've been working on doing scales and doing songs. And they're, again, doing that mental puzzle work Mm -hmm. that is helping them keep things healthy. And it's also helping them reroute their neural pathways. And they're actually picking up skills that they had lost before their injury, that they had lost after their injury. They're able to start moving in that direction of regaining those abilities again. So it's not necessarily reversing the the onset of dementia, but but slowing it down or stopping slowing it. it down. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Are there any tools that you found particularly helpful in your business that maybe other small business owners listening might find helpful? Be willing to take chances, take mm-hmm. risks. Make sure you do your homework. Don't make restless decisions and make sure. reckless risks, but be willing to learn and fail mm-hmm. because when you fail, It may not have worked at that moment, but it may work down the road and you Mm -hmm. may just have to tweak it, but don't get discouraged. Always know that there's a solution and be willing to look to others to help you find that solution. So just always when you're a business owner, don't be, don't be off put by the idea of asking for help because there's always going to be someone that has knowledge to share that have been in those experiences that can guide you through whether it's a coach 
whether it's someone in the banking industry, whether it's someone in your industry that has had more experience in that mm-hmm. particular niche or genre that can help guide you. Because I think that the biggest failure of business right now is that people get discouraged six months in, a year in, three years in, and they want to throw in the towel. Whereas sure. there's always someone out there. If you're willing to show that you have the initiative and that you have the drive, someone's always going to help you. Yeah. And to your point, you know, maybe maybe your idea is amazing and the implementation just wasn't right the first time and you tweak it a little bit and it's it's a success. That's- exactly. I mean, I'll give an example of that. So with the virtual lessons, they didn't take off right away. And so I got very discouraged and thought, this is not going to work. Well, here we are in 2020, and they're the reason why this business survived and are thriving. So you got to be willing to, if it's not something that, never take no for the answer. It may be just yes, but not now. Exactly. Or yes, but later. Just be willing that if you're passionate about it, just know that there are other paths to to your dream. Just don't give up. You just may have to walk a different path. Very good point. What would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've faced in business and how did you overcome that challenge? Well, I've had three major challenges Mm -hmm. in this business. The first one was my husband's addiction that basically bankrupted the company Mm -hmm. in the beginning and having to clean that up and get us back on a footing. The second challenge I had was in 2016, I was bringing on a business partner because at that point, the business had grown to the point where I needed needed another set of hands and another brain. And she was a teacher here and just very dynamic. She, the day before we signed the paperwork, she passed away from a heart attack. So that in itself was just very difficult for me to wrap my mind around. And then four months later, we had a fire that burnt down 50% of our classrooms and our equipment. Oh my goodness. And then the other 50% of our business got flooded from the fire hoses that were trying to protect the building I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you just kind of think, okay, am I getting the sign that I'm supposed to just give up? And believe me, at that point, I wanted to. I didn't want to keep going on. But we were able to get within days, we had the community rail around us. We had a church donate space for us to do our teaching in. All these things fell into place that made me realize that if you have fortitude, and you are willing to be stubborn enough, Mm -hmm. your business will thrive. You just have to be creative. You have to be willing to make mistakes. You have to be willing to fail. But in all of that, learn those lessons and then keep going. Wow. It took a lot of perseverance, I'm sure. It did. It did. You 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 could shut the book anytime you want. Is that really what you want to do? Well, if your heart says, don't do it, keep going. Mm hmm Well, let's go on to a positive side here. What would you say has been the best moment? If you had to just pick one, what has been the best moment in your history so far? Oh my gosh, there's so many. There's so many. A lot of it, a lot seeing our students graduate Mm -hmm. from high school and going on to get their degrees, their music degrees in education, and then coming back and teaching for us. That's awesome. I have three now in the last three months that have come back to me that have their degrees in music therapy, music education, and conducting. And they're back with me. And it's almost like my children have come home. That's great. And to see them come full circle from being little teeny people to being these phenomenal musicians and these wonderful teachers, I think is the biggest crowding moment for me. Mm -hmm. 
That's great. Who do you consider a mentor and what would you say is the most important lesson that they've taught you? I have a few mentors. I would say the one that has had the most impact on me going forward has been uh, this wonderful woman out of New York. Her name is Jennifer Dawn, and she is a, a business coach. And she came into the business when we were at our bottom mm. and taught me so much about mindset. She taught me so much about restructuring business and the way that I would look at business, not making it personal, but ter- but looking at it from a logical, analytical way, not from my heart as as being the parent of a child. Mm-hmm. And she really made me think about where I wanted to be, charting out how that was and creating that path. And and then just systematically having these little goals along the way. And she brought in experts in the fields of different things that I needed, like bookkeeping and accounting. And she got them involved. And and we're growing because of her influence, because of her advice, because of her really kicking my butt when I wanted Mm -hmm. to give up. And then bringing these other people in that have cleaned up and made everything just phenomenal. So I have to say props to Jennifer. She's an amazing human being. Props to you for finding someone to help out with that and and helping to to move the the business forward. It sounds like it's been a a great success for you. It has. It has. That's awesome. What would you say is in store for the the next five to 10 years of Garrett Music Academy over the next piece of history here for you? Well, we're expanding our virtual site. We are actually looking for a larger space for our brick and mortar. I think we found the right space. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. We have now built a library of music lessons involving audio engineering, songwriting, that we're creating a virtual academy that's on demand for students that can't necessarily work private lessons into their schedule, mm-hmm. but have the ability to log on whenever they want to to learn content. We have expanded our mental health side of it. We brought in our music therapist who is now working with a large group of developmentally disabled adults in our area, Mm -hmm. as well as developing a a practice of her own under our roof. And also I've created a series of classes and and clinics that are specifically for mental health and music that will start in August. So we're, we're moving forward and just trying to increase our online presence, but also realize that in order to be a part of our community, we are expanding our physical presence as well. That's amazing. I mean, especially in this time when you would think that, you know, people are losing their jobs and and maybe music lessons might be one of the things to go. You're thinking about expanding and, and really thinking about the future, which is great. Well, part of that too is making sure we get back to the community and making sure that we raise funds for scholarships because mm-hmm. there, there are children and adults that can't afford music lessons and my motto is music's for everyone. So if you can't afford the lessons, we'll give you a scholarship. We, we want you here. We want anyone that wants to be here to be here. And if we have to do something to make that happen, we will do it. That's great. If you could, now let's talk about the past here. If you could hop into a time machine and go back to the day that you launched Garrett Music Academy, what's one piece of advice that you'd given your past self? Be prepared to fail. Mm-hmm. and accept that and take it with grace. Don't take it personally, but take it with grace and use it as, look at it from an ob- objective point of view and realize that it's routing you another way, that what what's on the other side of it is going to be even better than you ever imagined. 
that maybe the way you had charted out wasn't necessarily going to be the right path. And mm-hmm. those things didn't work out for a reason. They wouldn't work out because that wasn't the direction you were supposed to take. And just be flexible. It's hard sometimes when you're in a really stressful situation, especially when you're running a business and you have HR issues and you have, you know, funding issues and and, and you're trying to, and you've got housekeeping that you need to do and a family, just having the flexibility and knowing that you can't do everything at the same time and just be organized with your schedule and just, you know, make sure you schedule in what you need to do when you need to do it and be realistic about it. And don't beat yourself up if something has to go in the next day. That's great advice. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find out more about your business, your website, social media, that type of stuff? So we're offering music lessons across the country and or all over the world. So if you want to take virtual lessons from us, we have a website. It's garrettmusicacademy.com. And we also have a separate website that's also called gmacommunity.com. And that's for a lot of our signups and our camps and things like that. And then if you want to find us on social media, we're on Facebook at the Garrett Music Academy on Facebook and also the Garrett Music Academy on Instagram. If you're looking for something more one-on-one, I have my own personal website. It's iamflossom.com. And that's more the mental health side of music. And if you want to reach out to me, my email address is, k- is uh, krista at iamflossom.me. My website's iamflossom.me. I think it's .com instead of me. And then you can also reach me at the Academy at uh, kgarrett.garrettmusicacademy at gmail.com. So if you're looking for mental health, reach out to me. If you're looking for the traditional music lessons, go to the Academy. We'll get you set up. Awesome. Looks like you got it covered from every angle. So (laughs) definitely appreciate you coming on with us today, Krista. A lot of great learning lessons I think you provided for our listeners. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Wow. What a strong woman to take over the business from her husband that's been struggling with an addiction and things start going well and she needs to take on a partner. And the day before they're ready to sign the paperwork, her future business partner dies. If that's not enough, four months later, her business was destroyed by a fire. Napoleon Hill said, every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Well, today, Krista has a thriving business that is expanding both on the brick and mortar side and the virtual side of the business and is set up to weather the COVID storm and succeed long into the future. If you're a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other grow their businesses. Join the community and let's help each other take our businesses to the next level. We'll see you there. If you'd like to learn more about our guest today or be a future guest on the Small Business School, go to craigsdaily.com slash podcast for more info. And of course, It would mean the world to me if you'd click subscribe or write a review for the Small Business School in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.